Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, everyone, Erev Tov, just continuing again our discussion on Kidniot. We have uh, one small piece left in uh, Penine Aracha with regards to Kidniot. Um, so we've established, we've established so far uh, the difference between the Sfaradim and the Ashkenazim, um, between eating Kidniot and not. We talked about the, uh, what happens if a Sfaradi is married to an Ashkenazi. They have to follow, uh, they have to follow the husband. And if the husband is no longer alive, then you look at whether or not they have a child or not, whether there's a child in the uh, union. Um, and then we spoke about some other things uh, last time. Uh, so just just qu- quickly here at the end, he talks about that there are certain situations where a person would be allowed, an, uh, a person who does not eat kidneyot would be allowed to uh, to eat. And uh, and again, although this doesn't mu- apply much to we sefaradim, but nevertheless. For, for the Sfaradim that don't eat rice, for example, there would be situations where you would be allowed to eat rice, as he goes on to explain. So he says, Gambe Ashkenaz, Barur Sheminhagi Sur Kidniot, Eno Hamur Kachilat Chametz. We know that the eating of Kidniot, even in the Ashkenazi lands, even in the, in the countries where they prohibited Kidniot, is not as Hamur, it's not as strict as, uh, as eating Chametz. We also said that it's not chametz. We also learned that in previous classes that the kidneyot you don't have to sell. It's not actual chametz. You can have, you can own it in your house, even you, you, even though you don't eat rice. V'lachen bishat adchak in pressing circumstances, kibeshanot betzurat v'raav. Sorry, kibeshanot betzurat v'raav in years where there is hunger and famine and uh, I don't know inflation. I don't know what you want to call it, but real really uh, tough times. Hitiru gedolei Yisrael lechol kidneyot. The rabbis permitted the uh, the am to to eat kidneyot. Omnam lemaase. However, peamim rabot shaita batzoret. There were times in history where there where there was a famine. Nechleku arabanim ima shaad dechukam maspik kedelati kidneyot. We see in the books that were written that the chachamim were at odds whether or not this is enough of a reason to permit kidneyot or not. There were those rabbis that felt there was enough of a reason to be lenient and to permit eating uh, rice and uh, all these guys and corn and all these things that that, uh, that that normally they would prohibit. And there were those that were machmir. There are some rabbis that only allowed it to, to give to the poor people. And the, the, the poor people, unfortunately, didn't have the means to purchase other foods, uh, to uh, to forget about the kidneyot. But for the the wealthier, they did not they did not allow it. Because they had uh, financial means to purchase other foods. So when when you're when you're stuck, okay, what what does what does a famine mean? What is, when you're in a time of batzoret and raab? It just means you could access the food. You just gotta play, uh, pay exorbitant prices. You want meat? You gotta pay a lot of money, okay? But the the wealthy people had the money, so they could technically go and 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 buy all the meat that they want and buy all the foods that they want because they had the cash flow. And with that food, they would forget about the kidney. They don't necessarily need to go and 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 buy the rice. But the poor people who didn't have the financial means to 
to uh, to do so. They were permitted. The chachamim would allow them to eat kidyon in those in those circumstances. And in whatever circumstance you are in, then uh, then uh, you can go and uh, speak to your rabbi, the Marad Atra, whoever is the head of the community there, and he will guide you as to what to do. There are some acharonim that write, even when you are lenient in such a case, that if you're going to eat kidniyot, eat those that don't look like the five types of grain. Right? So in those situations, only when in really, really difficult circumstances, that's when you can eat rice. So rice, out of all the kidneyots, is kind of like the last option if you're, if you're forced to eat kidneyot because rice really does look like dagan. It looks like the five grains. Ve'ot katvu kama acharonim, and the acharonim also writes, shegam kishemekirim, even though you are mekir, yesh lachlot chilat akidniyot b'mayim rochim, it's always good to, uh, to, uh, parch the, uh, the kidneyot in, in boiling water, like, have water boiling and put it in there. That water is so hot, okay, that even mine dagan won't become a chametz with boiling water. Even though nowadays we don't have that leniency, we don't uh, we don't say that you could take wheat and barley and put it in, and parch it in boiling water and it's not chametz. When it's necessity to be mekil. With to eat kidneyot, mutavle taken b'mashevshad, we can uh, decree whatever we can in order for people to eat in those situations. Lastly, he writes, v'chen mutal lachole hatzarich lechol mine kidneyot da'ochlam bePesach. It's a very famous minhag amongst the Ashkenazim. Uh, uh, these uh, people that are sick, that are not well, we uh, the chachamim allow them to eat kidneyot on on Pesach. Va'afilu keshen b'machalato sakana. And even when his machala, his sickness, is not something of life and death. Obviously, if it's life and death, there's not even a she'ela. Okay, uh, life and death, you eat the chametz on Pesach. You don't even have to tell me kitniyot. But even when it's not a even when it's not a sakana, the person is really not well. He's just in bed or whatever. Then we give him kitniyot um, uh, to, to eat. Lemashal, for example, one type of sickness that he says is, could be is is quite common. Hasovel uh, me'atzirut. So if a person is suffering from constipation, it happens on Pesach, a person is suffering from constipation, so pishtan is flax, and that's a type of kidney, it's a type of kidneyot, okay, that uh, this person is suffering a lot, we can, we can soak flaxseed in, in water for this person to, dr- to drink. Because this helps a person um, um, let, the, let the excrement flow out of his body and, uh, per- and, and help relieve him of the constipation. So that's a good example of where we would allow kidneyot in makom chole, makom has a sickness that's not really, uh, uh, you know, the guy's uh, dying, but he, but he's still considered a sickness that we would allow kidneyot in that situation. You know, certain uh, children and babies, they eat rice, okay, rice cereal when they're infants and they're toddlers. This is something that's very common. So we, they would allow, you would allow this to give to kids, little kids. They can give them kidneyot to eat um, in the rice cereal, whatever it is that they that they have, but you should set aside separate kelim for them, so you don't have to get mixed up. Whatever it is that you do, if you're being mekil, 
and you're being lenient and you're allowing this for these circumstances, like we said, you have to check each one of these grains, this rice, this corn, whatever it is, because we need to make sure that there's not mixed up in that corn or that rice, God forbid, anything of chita or se'ora, which could make it into chametz. In Chas Shalom, you'd be eating chametz on Pesach. Bezat Hashem, next time we'll continue with a new topic. Maybe we'll look at the laws of Achilat Matzah and other parts of Pesach.